Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody, to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I am so happy that you are joining me again this week for another amazing interview. I am super excited for today. I am interviewing Drew Cannoli, and maybe you are already familiar with him because you've been following him from way back in the day when he had Fit Life TV. That's when I first connected with him, and he was basically yelling from the rooftops how everybody needs to be drinking some green juice. And that's how I got introduced to him. And he has come a long way. You may also be familiar with him because he is the CEO and founder of Organifi. And you guys know, I love me some Organifi. It really is such a fantastic company, such an amazing product line. And I've basically shouted all their products from the rooftop on this podcast. So you guys know you can head on over to OrganifiShop.com, use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES and save yourself 15% off and their products are just fantastic. I use pretty much all of them. I think I've actually tried all of them. I get a question a lot about plant-based protein and I often, for the longest time, I really didn't use plant-based protein because when I was following an AIP protocol, you couldn't have things like grains or pea protein and seeds. And, you know, a lot of these products have things like hemp seeds and things like that. And I had to avoid a lot of that. So if you're not familiar with the AIP protocol, it can be very restrictive. And so I did it temporarily. And then afterwards, I um, started to reintroduce some more foods back into my diet. And the Organifi Complete Protein is one of the proteins that I use. There are only two proteins that I love, and that is the Complete Protein from Organifi if I want something more plant-based. And then it's the Pure Paleo Protein from Designs for Health. I love that one in chocolate, and I love the Organifi in vanilla. So those are the two that I switch back and forth between the complete protein from Organifi uses a pea protein, quinoa, pumpkin, digestive enzymes. They've got lots of amazing whole food vitamins, minerals, and some enzymes in there that really are great for digestion. So I'm a really big fan of it. If you're looking for something plant-based, definitely give it a try. And a big thing about their plant protein is that it is certified glyphosate residue free and it's organic. So that's really, really huge. I don't actually know of another company on the market that is glyphosate free, uh, which is really huge. So I've only tried their vanilla. I believe they have chocolate as well, but I haven't given that a, given that one a try. Uh, but the or vanilla is definitely my go-to. So I'm interviewing Drew today and I'm really excited for it. He is an author, a transformation coach, and founder of Organifi. He has helped thousands of women and men revitalize their health, ignite their vision, and shift the course of their life forever. After reaching a dead end in his own health, 
Drew discovered the chasm of difference between going through the motions and living with radical intention. He now helps people tap into the big you to create the change they never thought possible. So we go really deep on our episode today. Maybe you have heard Drew be interviewed on other podcasts before, and he's dove into his story about growing up and childhood and how him and his sister were abused and how he really had to overcome that. Um, Lots of trauma in his life. And we talk about his journey into the business world and really letting his ego take over and being really attached to materialism and success. And then From there, he really dove into transforming his health and also his wealth in creating companies. And it's just a really powerful story. And there's lots of juicy info in our episode today. So let's dive in. Enjoy. Drew, welcome to the podcast. Really excited to have you here today. Thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan. I listen to a bunch of your uh, shows and it's it's amazing. Some of the guests, the information, you are impacting the world, my friend. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. That means a lot. I really appreciate that. Thank you so, so much. And I'm excited to have you here as we dive into really our official rebrand of our podcast. So I'm excited for that. So before we dive in today, I'd love it if you can share with our audience more about who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I am a health advocate. I started 11 years ago on a platform called FitLife TV. And I started it out of the premonition that it was the first, I read this article, it was the first time in history where kids were expected to live less than their parents due to childhood obesity. And I was fired up. I was 40 pounds overweight, lethargic, feeling lazy every day. But I knew deep inside every cell in my body that there was something more that I wanted to give back, that I wanted to participate in this game of life and help as many humans as possible. So I started juicing and drinking copious amounts of green juice every single day, 32 ounces at least. Wow. I did a seven-day juice cleanse. And every day I juiced, I opened up you know, what we would call like a chakra or a meridian or something like that. And I began to get more clarity. There was more stillness in my mind. I trained my taste to trim my waist. I was no longer craving the things that didn't love my body, right? And I lost 40 pounds in 90 days, documented the whole thing with an HD flip cam, blew a community up, like 7 million followers back in the day. This is 11 years ago. That's huge. Yeah, on YouTube, on Facebook, multiple fan pages and whatnot. And I just made my life out of giving, giving health advice, education, filmed over a thousand videos on YouTube, uh, helped people all over the world in every single country uh, with their health, which was a lot of fun. And I uh, had uh, many transformations. You know, I lost, I went from like weighing 230 pounds at one point down to like 170 on this crazy juice cleanse. Wow. Uh, like lean, you know, toned everything else. Um, changing my hormones like raising my testosterone level up naturally and then putting on 40 pounds of lean muscle afterwards. So I've had basically every type of transformation you could imagine uh, when it comes to hormones, when it comes to weight loss, fitness, that kind of stuff from a man, from a, you know, a dude's perspective, (laughs) I I identify as a man. And uh, yeah, now that we have to do that, right. We don't have to, but it's just funny. So there's that. I live in California with the Organifi team. We've been running this amazing company, voted one of the best places to work three years in a row. And we've grown so quick, so fast. And it's our life's work to impact people on a cellular level. And we believe that by giving them what they 
uh, need mother nature's nutrition, then you can basically heal, restore, feel whole and complete in every moment that you go throughout your day. And I'm living proof of that. So I'm excited to be mm-hmm. here. Amazing. I love it. So we're going to pick apart pieces of that story that you just shared. Perfect. Um, that was the Coles Notes version. So I'd love to dive into your origin story. And I feel like this is a conversation that you've probably exhausted on every podcast that you've ever been interviewed on. Yeah. And I, being that I'm in Canada and we have a lot of Canadian listeners, they're familiar with Organifi, but they're not familiar with you. They don't know who Drew is. And I'd love it if we can take it back and dive into a little bit of your origin story and so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit more. And if you can share more about like your childhood and what that looked like, because I know there's lots that you've overcome. Yeah. You know, I, I rarely tell my childhood story anymore. So thank you for asking that. I believe that when we stop telling the narrative of the story that it has created us, then it's no longer a story that's been in our morphogenetic cellular matrix, right? Right. So, and I'm only sharing this story for the purpose of helping people realize that you you are beyond powerful. You can create whatever you want in your life, regardless of what's happened to you in the past. And I'm going to, you're going to get it by the end of my story, hopefully. And if you do leave a comment wherever this is posted or reach out to me and, and uh, let me know how it lands for you. So uh, when I was born into this world, I was abused by my mom and dad. I was severely tortured, actually. It was one of the worst cases in uh, Michigan ever. And if I couldn't tie my shoes fast enough, my own dad, you know, the person that I looked up to the most on the planet, would put cigarettes out on my forehead. I had like almost 40 stitches on my chest. Actually, this side. I don't even remember what it was anymore. When I was like three years old, um, a knife got me in. Uh, horrific stuff. I was in a fire as a child, you know, I was locked outside for what seemed like two weeks and, uh, they would, they would basically feed me through the doggy door. Like the food would come out through the dog doggy door and I was trapped in lightning. I was afraid of thunderstorms and lightning for a long time. And I developed all these, uh, these normal neuroses as a child, you know, I was afraid of everyone and everything. Yeah. And of course, that trauma, that embedded trauma, I believe is now rocket fuel. I believe it's untapped potential is what trauma is. For sure. So I've made it my life work to not only transform my physical biology, but also the trauma that's been embedded in my cells. Uh, Ayurvedic medicine or Ayurvedic medicine would actually call it samskara. So, and I've melted many of those icebergs in my heart. I'm still at a place where it's like, can I receive fully love. Like there's sometimes when the the personality or the Drew person that you're watching in this video or listening to will feel love too much. And then I want to back away or I want to run from love because it's overwhelming. Right. Uh, so it's, it's titrating that it's the chemicalization of love and, and knowing that that this is normal, knowing that we do get to live in this blissful state all the time. And trauma isn't a, a normal thing, especially when you're abused by your parents. It's not right. Um, and it's, you know, it is what it is. Maybe they didn't have the best parents growing up. So we're here to break those generational curses. I believe we're here to level up as humanity. And I believe I chose coming into that so I could learn forgiveness. Number one, when I was six years old, I prayed, you know, and typical six-year-old stuff. I prayed for the gerbil that I had and the goldfish and mom and dad and grandma, and grandpa, and all the people in my life. And then one night I remember praying for my dad that abused me. And it was this huge uplifting thing. I remember 
I had a little tear come out of my eyes and I'm like, I just pray for him. I pray that because he had three life sentences in prison. And I was just like, I hope that his life is fulfilling and rewarding and he's able to, you know, move past whatever was making him angry enough to do that to a child. And it really released me from all of it. And then my timeline, my timeline shifted and switched. It was like I was operating on a different level at a young age and, and everything as a kid, everything was just easy. I had so much energy. And I believe a lot of that was to thank for the being trained like a Navy SEAL, essentially. And sports, I was, I would always win at everything I would do and acting. I, w- I was great. And I think a lot of that is from the, the trials and the tribulations at a very young age that really molded me to be, I believe we're all superhuman, but very few people actually realize it. So shape me to be this, you know, kind of like my origin superhero story is the way I like to look at it. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sure. trade it for the world. Well, that's a really powerful story. And mm-hmm. like, how did you even come to know the importance of forgiveness at like six years old? Yeah, I, I knew that forgiveness would be key. I didn't really have from zero to five. I didn't have anybody teaching me about God. Um, or spirit or anything like that. And I had somebody show up in my, I was at the bar and my mom and dad were getting drunk. And this was like a daily thing that I was, I would be with them at the bar. And I'm of course playing and like, imagine, maybe it's imagination or whatever you want to call it. But I had this old man come up to me and he said, God has great things in store for you. And he pulled a quarter out behind my ear and he smiled at me. And I saw this light around this old man. And I'm like, whoa, like, what was that? And then he just kind of disappeared. I didn't pay too much about it, but I never heard of God. I'm like, who's God? And what does he have in store for me? And I just felt the presence. Right. And then I lived from that place. And I was always a big lucid dreamer at a young age where I would escape reality. There was a lot of cognitive dissonance that I had from probably the trauma and the awakened day, the awakened dream, as I like to call it. And then I would go in at night and process. And I would wet the bed every single night for like a year and a half. And this monster would show up. And one night I realized that the monster in the dream was the monster in the reality. And I just shrunk him and I held this little monster and it was a representation of my dad. And I held him and I realized that I had nothing to fear. This was just his own stuff that he was going through as the monster. And then I didn't wet the bed that night. I was no longer afraid of the boogeyman. And then the boogeyman in the dream changed the boogeyman in the awakened reality. And my dad started showing up differently. He was no longer as aggressive and he was no longer, um, from what I remember. And of course our memories change. It's like a fax machine and who knows truth from reality at this point, because it's so long ago, but, uh, yeah, that's, and I hope what I've shared can impact somebody. You don't have to hold on to your trauma and there's exercises and EMDR and TRE. And there's other things that I've done that have really helped, uh, get me past that and my sure. my um, adopted parents are of course the sweetest human beings on the planet. Mm-hmm. I've had many mentors, coaches, sages that have entered my life uh, to help move past that as well. So it's been super inspiring and powerful. Yeah, that's powerful and that's really really beautiful. So thanks for sharing that. It means a lot, and I know hearing your story is going to help empower a lot and inspire a lot of people, which is which is why we share it, right? Yeah. So I'd love to jump ahead a little bit and taking us. To the corporate world when you were working, I think you were working in like finance and, you know, driven by success and money and materialism. And what was your lifestyle like then? 
Yeah. So in my early twenties, mid twenties, graduated from school, you know, when I thought college was helpful, <laughs> it's changed a lot since then, you know, the indoctrination of school. For sure. Um, but in, when I graduated, I always, I looked up to people that were entrepreneurs. So I was like, yeah, I got a job uh, selling mortgages right out of school. And I was working 12 to 15 hours a day. And my pipeline for the mortgages was like crazy, a hundred million dollars a month. And I was just working 12 to 16 hours a day, like nonstop. Right. I would go in this company called Quicken Loans back in the day. And I'd get on the phone like at five o'clock in the morning because that's when Hawaiians were like still up. I was on the East Coast then. And uh, I realized that hustle, hard work, grinding was the secret to my success at a very young age and charisma and storytelling and everything else. My dad, my adopted dad was a storyteller and a salesman. So I learned that from him. So I'd use those abilities and I did really well, but I would end up making like eight to 10 grand a month. And then I saw how much money the company was making. And I'm like, I got to be an entrepreneur. So moved to Florida, lived in Tampa, Florida for a while, did mortgages there. And then I, I did really well with that. I was doing, you know, making a lot of money. And then um, my ego got the best of me. And it's like, all right, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. No longer am I going to work for somebody else. And then I literally like fell flat on my face for like six months trying to figure all this out, setting it up, setting up the website, setting up the business. I had like 10 employees walk out on me at one point, like all these scars I turned into stars. And uh, I, I really when it was about the money, when it was about growing a business and, and making more money, it was, it was lifeless. I felt like my soul was being sucked from me. And I did that for, I think three and a half years. And then I'm like, you know what? That's when I gained the weight. Cause I wasn't happy. I would drink on the weekends because I was doing something that wasn't fulfilling my soul. And then I realized that I wanted to do something in health. And that's when fit life TV launched. And I started filming videos about juicing and health and fitness and all the things. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So was this, uh, Fit Life TV, was that born in, was it in San Diego? Did you move to San Diego? I can't remember. Yeah. I moved across the country because right. one of the, the things in any transformation that you do in your life, it's your environment is the bottom level of Dolt's pyramid for neurological training. And I had to change my environment. I was hanging out with people on the weekends that were drinking Every weekend. So yeah. of course, these are my best friends. I'm doing the same thing. I left everyone. I left everything. I didn't know anybody in California. And I found myself when I left everything that I had known. That's amazing. And so this yeah. is where Fit Life TV is born. Yep. Using a flip cam, <laughs> building yeah. an online business. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Like what was that beginning, those beginning phases like? It was pure uh, bliss. I was so excited. I was reading voraciously. I read a thousand books in the first year, like just downloading information. Um, I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning, drinking a double espresso, having a juice, you know, putting my my uh, butter in it long before the whole Dave Asprey thing. And I was just <laughs> doing what I what I what made me feel the best. My mitochondria right. was firing on all cylinders. Hormones are great. All the health parameters. And I was really living in my soul's purpose. And the only thing I was focused on was how many people can I transform in a day? And sure enough, you know, my first person lost like 200 pounds in, uh, you know, like six months that they were following. And then that was a catalyst for 
a hundred other transformations. And it was just all about how good can we have another human being feel and how can we connect them back to the true essence or their life force that's within them. So that's kind right. of the beginning days of uh, Fit Life TV. It was a lot of fun. So at this stage, are you like, okay, I gotta, I'm gonna build this company or start this business, and like, how am I gonna make money? Like, what was going through your mind at that time? Yeah, there was moments of stress. Of course, I had saved up like sixty thousand bucks from the business that I was running um, in Cal or in Florida, and then I moved to uh, California. And of course, three or four months goes by and living in California, you're, you're through pretty much all of that. For sure. So then I, I was like living in an 800 square foot little condo for a few years. And I'm like, well, how can I make more money? And then as I was posting more stuff, people were reaching out. They're like, hey, I want to have a transformation like you. And I remember my first client, Kent Clothier, who was like, why don't you fly out to Florida? He's like, I'll buy the ticket. And you help me go through a 90-day transformational program. I'll look at your DNA. I'll look at your blood. I'll do these things um, that I've done for me personally. And then I'll have a doctor verify what I'm doing, of course, because I'm not a nutritionist. And at the time I wasn't a nutritionist and at the time I wasn't a uh, personal trainer at all. So, I'm, but I was excited about the idea. I'm like, perfect. So I flew over to Florida and met with his family and uh, looked at some of the food allergies that they had, some of the things that they were eating that were not treating their body well. We went grocery shopping, bought all the micronutrient dense stuff, the adaptogens, the superfoods, taught them how to make it effectively and easily, put them on a workout program, hired a personal trainer for him. And in 90 days, he got in the best shape of his life. He awesome. was just completely in the best shape. And uh, he emailed his list, telling his list what he was doing, because that was part of my thing. But I literally went from making nothing to 10 to 20 grand a day and helping people transform. And that was the original seed capital that I used to fund Fit Life TV and uh, pay for some of the digital products that I created, the books that I wrote. I wrote like 12 books. Right. And uh, to do all that other fitness type stuff that eventually uh, created Organifi. Yeah, which is amazing. Okay, so we're yeah. gonna get there in just a minute. But taking it back to green juice, because I'm sure that was a big catalyst for you to launching the Organifi green juice. Yeah. So you go from drinking Red Bull and coffee to green juice and a friend gives you green juice, which doesn't look very appealing, but you go for yeah. it. Like what was that very first experience? Like having your first green juice? Oh, it changed my life. I had so much natural energy. It was this calmness and this serenity that I had. And now it's like, at least once a week, I'll do 24 hours of green juice. And it's always a good reset. I try to do seven days, at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. Um, but it gives you more calmness, more creativity. It really fuels uh, your body's own ability to detox and get rid of mucus. I grew up eating like a lot of macaroni and cheese and comfort food in Michigan. Right. Probably similar to comfort food in Canada, right? Like basically where I'm from in Michigan is like Canada. Like it's like right there. 
All right, ladies, I quickly want to interrupt our episode today and share with you details about the Natural Nutrition Diploma Program at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition in Canada's capital. It could potentially be for you if you are looking for a new career, if you're looking for improved vitality and health, and you're confused about what to eat and how to be healthy. Of course, our podcast is here to help you, but if you're looking to take a deeper dive and get a certification, there are part-time and full-time schedules available at the Canadian. School of Natural Nutrition in Ottawa. They are currently enrolling for registration starting in March 2022. So the virtual study format, you can study anywhere from home and they accept people from all over the world. If you'd like to request a brochure and learn more today, head on over to www.csnn.ca forward slash Ottawa drinking greens, it's like you start to see the energy in food. You start to see the prana and the life force, if you want to call it that. And you start choosing or making better choices in what to eat because you know there's a long-term connection to your gut, your microbiome, all the things, your hormones. Mm -hmm. And when you feel this good just drinking green juice, it's like, what else is there? I think the biggest risk to doing a juice cleanse or even a fast in general is um, physical death because you feel so good that you're not getting enough calories. I mean, I get it. I've gone longer than seven days before. And for every day that you fast, you're opening up a chakra. So at day seven, your whole crown's opened up and you're just feeling the the heaven realm come into your field. And it's like, there's no experience like it. Can't even explain Amazing. it. You have so much oxytocin. You are literally a walking hug everywhere you go. <laughs> you just want to give love to everybody. I love that. That's a really great way to to explain it. Um, so then when did you start Organifi? So again, it was turning a scar into a star. We were getting about 16 million hits organically a month on Facebook when organic reach was like powerful, right? I was posting three, four blog posts a day. I built a media channel. I was filming two videos a week, a Mindset Monday and a Saturday Strategy. Uh, mindsets were important because I wanted to impact people's mindsets more than their nutrition. Because if you don't have the mind for it, then you're never going to have the nutrition. So we did that. And then all of a sudden organic reach died. So for first month, I, I had eight employees. I lost like 40 grand in revenue because I was selling a digital course, 97 bucks a month with a $37 a month membership. And I had thousands of members per month, like three, 4,000 members and um, it was easy because when you're getting 16 million views a month, it's like at a 0.0026 conversion rate, you're still crushing life. For sure. So I was doing that. And then the organic reach just fell out. So first month lost 40 grand, next month, another 40, next month, 50 grand, next month, like another 50 grand. So for nine months in a row, I lost over half a million dollars in revenue. And that's all I had saved up. I was living like a poor, like a poor person. I was living in my 800 square foot condo. All my money was going towards the business. And it's like, okay, what do we do? Like we're, we have to become marketers and we probably need a physical product right. because something that can sit on the shelf is more powerful than something that maybe somebody will consume mentally and then just disregard it. Most of the books we buy as human beings just sit on the shelf. We don't implement, we don't read them or anything. Totally. So I'm like, what kind of superfood supplement, real food, organic with ancient Ayurvedic technology can we create that's better than anything on the market? And I had emailed my list previous, like two, two, three months before that. And we did really well selling a green superfood. So I'm like, well, this just makes sense. We just need to make something better 
that potentially will be organic, right? Will be vegan, gluten-free, and now it's glyphosate residue-free as well. How can we do that? So we created it. I bought 3,000 units and it was a Hail Mary. When I first made my first post, I waited around for like three hours. And then all of a sudden, I remember Deborah in Nebraska bought Organifi Green Juice. And I was like, whoa, we sold one for like 67 bucks, right? Yeah. And then uh, sure enough, waited around for another hour. There was like two or three more sales. And I'm like, okay, at this rate, I don't know if we're going to be able to keep the doors open. And we had like a come to Jesus moment without everybody on the team. And we got grateful for each other. And then sure enough, we sold out within the next 24 hours of 3000 units. And then we sold out five more times after that over the next week. So we ended up selling like a hundred thousand units of Organifi green juice in a very short period of time because of the content, because of the information we were giving out for free, we were charging nothing for this information. Right. And that was seven years ago. And now we have 12 SKUs today. We're all over the world and we're just, uh, it's cool reading the reviews on Amazon and on our website of people's lives that have been changed from it. For sure. Well, I mean, you're one of our podcast sponsors and we're in such alignment with what you guys create. I, I'm obsessed with the Organifi Harmony. That one's my favorite. I love it. I'm so happy you guys launched that one. Did you envision this initially with Organifi? Yeah, I knew I wanted to impact people uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, all the things. And I knew it would be big. I actually thought, for whatever reason, I actually thought we'd be further along than we are right now. So maybe call me like radical or like... I kind of have like a little OCD, maybe a perfectionist a little bit. So I'm like, and I'm a futurist. So I'm seeing into the future. So my team, I'll come up with an idea and, you know, four years ago. And then today we'll finally be implementing it. I'm like, hey guys, like this was an idea four years ago. Like we got to close the gap on time and space. So there's that. I envisioned it, but yes, I think there is something to being a visionary. And then the reality, the realist versus the visionary. It's like, a, it's a real thing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to when you were saying like the organic reach died, was that just because that was just what was happening in the online space and algorithms and 100%. Yeah. Facebook algorithm went towards ads because they, there was more, they became public and they were, they had investors and all these other things. So yeah, it was no longer the, the, the day of having organic traffic like that. Yeah. I know the feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I totally hear you. So we had to become marketers, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So switching gears a bit, I really want to talk a little bit about spirituality and where this fits into the health equation. You know, when we think about health, there's so many pieces that make up the puzzle from like sleep and nutrition and relationships and stress and spirituality being one of those. Like, where do you see that fitting into the health equation? I think it's number one, the most important thing for me personally. I think if we're not connected to our spirit, if we're disconnected from that, then that extra life force, that extra chi or whatever we want to call it, it's um, we just become machine men and machine women. But starting your day in prayer or starting your day in meditation, there's nothing like it. It's it really, especially as an entrepreneur, it really takes the piggy off your back because I've always said this, like God is my business partner. So it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the limited, finite, personal sense of Drew. It's always me turning within. It's always me 
getting on my knees, praying. It's always me asking my father, you know, what can I do? This is our business. How can I handle this situation? Right. And because of that, I think I've been protected in a lot of uh, different, well, all of them, essentially. Uh, breakdowns turn into breakthroughs or scars turn into stars always because sure. of that reliance. And I think when I drift off, you'll start to see the the business drift off a little bit. And it's always a reflection. So I think the spiritual realm creates the mental realm and the mental realm creates the physical 3D realm. So playing in those quadrants is super powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always say I'm on God's time. Like when I find myself in this like state of fear or trying to force something to happen, I'm always just like, yeah. you know what? I need to let go of this timeline and I'm on God's time. I'm on, yeah. So that's, that's the thing I always say to myself. Yeah. God is your business partner. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's like not my will, but thy will. It, and it's a real thing. I think people get so caught up in their personality and they forget that they have access to omniscience. Like just, Hey, just go, go within, go into that still small voice. And if you make time for that every day, all the right business moves, all the right people, contacts, connections, unseen places, situations will open up always. For sure. I just think like a lot of people don't eat, they, as you said earlier, like they just don't know. They don't even know that that's available to them. They're so stuck in this certain way of being and feeling stuck and feeling overwhelmed and the current reality and the situation of the world. And I think it's so interesting actually witnessing what's going on right now in the world and the pandemic. Cause it's like, you're seeing everybody's trauma come to the surface. All yeah. the unhealed trauma is coming to the surface. And because people don't have tools, how to handle it or deal with it, they're pointing the finger and it's becoming super divisive. And, you know, it's just really interesting to see that. <laughs> I think that's the goal, right? Like, if you want to call them the oligarchies that have been running this planet for a very long time, and I believe their time is coming to an end. Right. Um, I think the whole broadcast is division. Right. Right. With the masks, with yep. different political parties, the left and the right, the blue and the red. I mean, they're all part of the same bird. Right. And uh, unless we're really tuning in and using our intuition and connecting to spirit, it's pretty easy to live in fear. And totally. it's a race to your limbic brain. Like literally all of this stuff is designed to put you in your limbic brain because when you're there, you're easier to control. For sure. You have no access to your prefrontal cortex or rational like decision-making, no logic. Right. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing illogical decisions being made in a minute and their trust, there's, their trust is being placed in people with white coats. Totally. Right. That are, I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole for a long time about this, but yeah. I think it's, um, I think we're on the same page, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you have this post up on Instagram and I'm going to read just a part of it. And I'd really want to know what compelled you to share this. And the reason I want to share it is because when I read it, I was like, oh my God, like it just hit me. And then I'm like, I got, I got to post something like that. So um, I'm going to just read the first part of it. So it says... <laughs> <laughs> You're probably I like, oh, oh, no, which one this. is she going to pick? Uh, so it says, many people have messaged me, confused about some of my most recent posts, calling me an idiot, homophobic, confused by my outlandish thoughts. Two words, fuck you. Truly, I'm done being the nice guy trying to please everyone. If you knew me, the real me, you would know I am not that. And I read that and I was like, oh, I need a fuck you post. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and so I love it. 
I, I so appreciate you and, and acknowledge you for being able to take that stand for yourself. And I want to know what it is that really compelled you to share that. Yeah, no, I think, um, when we talk about spirit and we talk about our connection to God, it's like, I just felt, I felt the Holy ghost like move within me. And I, I remember like even listening to worship music before this. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to write up this post and I'm, I'm in the middle of writing it. And I'm like, you know, what do you want me to say? And it's like, you need to tell these people to fuck off or like, fuck you. And I'm like, Whoa, you know, what is this? <laughs> like, this is not love, like perceived love, or this is not praying for Goliath. This is actually taking a stand and like confronting these demonic forces. And I'm like, okay, well, and then I had this vision. It's like, I had this vision of all the Essenes and these were the mystics that were part of Jesus's time that would like call uh, dark forces out or like satanic Luciferian agendas. And it was their job. Like it was their job to cast out evil, air, sin, sickness, hypnotism, yes. mesmerism, all these things. And I'm like, okay, well then what is my job? And in that moment, it was like, your job is to literally call it out and just say, fuck off. Because at the end of the day, like if you don't know me after seeing thousands of videos that I posted and how much love and how much mindset information I'm putting out there in the world and for you to accuse me of being homophobic, like it's just bullshit and it's searching for an exit strategy of being a victim. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm not going to stand for this. So that's where that, that post was coming from. It's like, I love individual um, identities. Like if you want me, if you're Jessica and you want me to call you Carl, like I get it and I'll call you Carl and I'll give you a hug and I'll love you just the same. But when you start telling me I'm homophobic or I have this certain thing, like trying to get me, the whole agenda is to make toxic masculinity like this thing because, and, and you know, it. like we could go down the rabbit hole, but for sure. If, if we take the man out of the house, which was what rap music was invented for, which is why they did it to the indigenous tribes in the beginning, the house starts to crumble because the protector is gone. The provider is gone. Mm. So now this war on toxic masculinity is the thing. It goes back into the eugenics that's been created well before Bill Gates and the rest of his family. Like it's always been around. And the, I think the people that are running the planet believe that they're better than us. So how can they disrupt the family? Because the family is really the only unit or the infrastructure that actually has a chance in God's kingdom to uh, fight the spiritual battle. And they right. know that. So that's yeah. why the transgender and the trans movements and the augmented reality movements and the metaverse and all these things, I think there's this deep underlining thing. Um, so that day was like, you know what? Fuck off. And it felt so good. I don't think I've ever wrote a post in my life that has felt that good to write. I took a lot of slack for it. There was actually people on the Organifi team that were offended by it. I, so I, had, I had to address that as well with love. And it's my personal page. So if you don't want to follow me, then unsubscribe. There's nothing wrong with that. But I actually got more love for that post than I could ever imagine. I got like a hundred text messages, not even on DMs. Like people were texting me. They're like, I needed to hear that. Like, thank totally. you. That so, was one of them for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. No, my pleasure. And I mean, just going back, like you were saying, like, you know, like the devil and Lucifer and whatnot. I mean, like the archetype of the devil, he was cast out because of speaking truth. Right. And he's yeah. calling things out. And so it, he was like the 13th child. 
so to speak. This is why like we don't honor uh, on like in a building number 13 because it's it's the devil, right? Yeah. But the devil archetype is really coming from a place of love and truth and calling things out as it is. And, you know, that that couldn't be tolerated. So let's just cast you out and let's just point the finger at you. And it's kind of how I see it. Yeah, no, I, I believe there's an integration darkness with light, right? For sure. Like I believe the greatest servant to God is actually the devil because it makes people realize and, and wake up that, hey, yeah. that Christic energy, the Christ that I've been longing for is actually what I need to turn towards. And the darkness actually showed me that. Mm-hmm. So without the darkness, we wouldn't have that, uh, the choice to make. We wouldn't have more people being led to the light. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, a conversation I always have with clients regarding like the light and the dark and recognizing that shadow side. And like, if you just go in a dark room and put a candle in the corner, like what happens when you walk towards it? You know, yeah. your shadow gets so big. And like, that's just this beautiful metaphor of honoring that shadow side. So you can really start to accept and step more into the light. Yeah. I love, and a lot of like Robert Iron John's work and a lot of like the men, like the masculinity movement back in the day, like it's all, all that it's being the wild man and the wild man embraces the shadow and the light. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And I think what they're trying to do is make that to where it's, it's not. And I'll tell you, you'll never feel more free than when you're 100% yourself unafraid to say what you want to say. Censorship is a real thing now. Yeah. So it's like to really embrace being human is to embrace all aspects of what we are. And that is transformation. So yes, if you want to have a dance party in the middle of a cafe and nobody's dancing, then by all means, just start dancing. (laughs) Like be the crazy person. Totally. That is often me. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Often. Yeah. Dancing for me is like, that's my connection to spirit always when I'm, when there's music playing, when I'm dancing. Yeah. That's my connection for sure. Okay. So totally switching gears here. You mentioned lucid dreaming and I also heard you, I think it was on Ben Greenfield's podcast. You were talking about using the chili pad and CBD before bed. And you have like this pretty awesome sleep routine. So I'd love to dive into a few of those things. I don't know if those are currently things you still do or use, but take us through that. Yeah. Um, so sleep routine specifically is I usually sit in front of my fire for, I don't like any blue light period at night. So the goal is to minimize LED screens, blue light, all the things generally when the sun goes down and right now in California, the sun starts to go down, believe it or not, like at four 30, it's crazy yeah, I know. right now. Sucks. <laughs> so watching the sunset, if it's out or if there's a, cause I'm on a hill and there's a Marine layer sometimes from the ocean. Um, I try to get sunlight rays in my eyes every day. Either my night ritual starts in the morning when I'm sun gazing for 20 to 30 minutes, or I'll use my biocharger, right? Because it, it has a lot of the filaments and the rays from that as well. So that's part of it. My night ritual starts in the morning, fully hydrating, structured water, getting mineralized water. Because mm-hmm. we're some people have a deficiency in structuring the water in their body and your body is water. So if you're having a hard time, maybe you're feeling constipated, digestion's off, maybe you have anxious thoughts, there's a little depression to rest from your soul. A lot of that starts with the water that we're putting in our body. So when I drink water, it's a prayer, it's a ritual. 
you know, I'm thanking the water for healing whatever it is. I'm setting an intention in my body. If there's any discord or discomfort in my body, I'm telling the water where to go and what to do. Water is actually the greatest memory source on the planet too. The greatest supercomputers we have are, there's little chips in them and they're made of water, which is actually the memory device. And the quantum computers are, they have water in them. So there's a reason for that. So my night rich, my morning ritual starts with that hydration, getting the appropriate rays. And then at night I, I wind down early. So we're talking 4 35 o'clock, no blue light, maybe a couple times a week. I'll watch a show on Netflix or something on TV, but it's very rare. I'll listen to music instead. I'll read a book by the fire. I'll drink my Organifi chocolate gold. Uh, I have all the, the candles, not, I love burning real candles. But I also have the ones where you use the remote and like they click on and it gives you like the amber lighting Yeah, everywhere. So that's yeah. the lighting that I use. And then um, I'll usually do a little breath work, you know, some relaxing breath to change my, my breathing. I'll slow it down. I'll get more into my gut. I've noticed a 15 to 20 point lift in my HRV that I track with my whoop or my aura or right now awesome. I've been wearing a Garmin for the past month just to kind of track the body battery. Um, but I see how much voltage I can actually carry in my cells with some of this, some of these apps and what we have now. Um, so then after that in the room, it's completely pitch black. So blackout blinds and, um, I'll usually use white noise like 432 or pink noise, solfeggio frequencies. I'm also the guy that wears earplugs and I wear an eye mask as well. So I'm like completely in a basically a, an environment that's has no noise, no light, no sound, because I'm a light sleeper. So I like it like that. And then I also have the chili pad or the Uller that I keep at 55 degrees or colder. And um, I drop into most nights, I'll get about two hours of deep sleep, which is great. And then I'll get like three and a half hours, four hours of REM. So body's fully recovered, fully restored. I'll drink the chocolate gold, which helps. I do take a little plant-based melatonin generally, three milligrams, because I believe melatonin is one of the greatest antioxidants or um, hormones we have in our body, of course. And uh, glycine is another thing I take, turmeric and quercetin before bed as well. And it is literally like you're getting hit with a elephant dart. I've never quercetin before bed. Yeah, a little bit. And <laughs> CBD, CBD yeah. sometimes. I've noticed that adds another 30 to 45 minutes. I use a company called Soul CBD. They got some good stuff mm -hmm. onto my deep sleep. That's powerful. Like the routine. Yeah, that's my night routine. <laughs> that's awesome. I've heard so many good things about the chili pad. I've been thinking about getting one. Yeah, if you want an intro to those guys, let me know. They're great. Oh it's, yeah, uh, I, would, I would love it. And I'd love to interview them. They'd be, they'd be fantastic for sure. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll introduce you to Lauren. They're oh, solid, thanks. solid company. Amazing. Thank you for that. So before I let you go, the non-negotiables in the life of Drew, what does that look like? Yeah, non-negotiables would be, I got to connect to earth every day. Sun gazing would be a non-negotiable. Music would be a non-negotiable. I mean, from the time I wake up, literally, I'm listening to music. I got Sonos in every room in the house. <laughs> so music would be one of those. Green juice would be one. I've literally had 32 ounces of fresh pressed green juice every day for like the past 11 years. Wow. Okay. So yeah. just a side note, like what are you putting in your green juice? It's easy. Celery, ginger, lemon, and some greens, you know, depending on what it is, collard greens, mustard greens, things of that nature. And that's been super powerful. Awesome. So that would be a non-negotiable. 
all the other stuff is just kind of filler stuff, you know. It helps. I do peptides and NAD most days. Some pretty like you administer them your, yourself. Yeah, sub Q injections, yeah. that kind of stuff. I also do brain training and and other crazy biohacking stuff. But the non negotiables would be the free stuff. Totally, it doesn't have to cost you anything, you know. Yeah, the stuff that most people neglect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sleep yeah. and nature, and you know, winding down and water and yeah, the basics. One hundred percent. Awesome. Well, that was so fantastic. Thank you so much for being with me today. Where can our audience connect with you and find you? Yeah, totally. Uh, Organifi.com, of course. And then you have your coupon for like what? 20% off? 15% I think we do, we do 15% off with healthy hormones. So Healthy hormones. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. You can connect with me there. Um, Instagram and also Facebook, uh, my podcast, The Drew and You Show. Awesome. You can connect with me there as well. And um, yeah, Telegram too. Cool. It's just at Drew Canoli is the user handle on all of them. Amazing. Well, thanks. We'll be sure to put all that in the show notes. And thanks again for being with me today. Yes. Thanks for doing what you do. Love coming on. Awesome. My pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can connect with Drew over on Instagram at Drew Cannoli. You can also head on over to OrganifiShop.com, use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES and save 15% off. If you would like to access the show notes from today, head on over to our website, our newly beautifully designed website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.